0: Welcome to Catch the Fire Boulder, where we're more than a church, we're a family. Today's message is brought to you by Sheila Reading. For more information about this podcast or other resources, go to ctfbolder.com. All right, so we have been talking about the Kingdom of God. And we talked about using lenses to look at the Kingdom of God. And the lens that I want us to use, thank you. Sorry, I forgot to get that from you. The kingdom, the lens I want to use is this scripture out of Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about the kingdom of God being like a three legged stool based on that scripture. With righteousness being one leg, peace being another leg, and joy being the third leg. And these are the three legs that make the stool steady. Have you guys ever tried to sit on a three-legged stool where the third leg is broken? (laughs) It's not real easy, is it? Okay. Righteousness we've defined through this series as being in right standing with God. In other words, we step into the relationship that Jesus had with his Father in complete right standing, completely sinless, who sacrificed himself for us, we get to step into that relationship because of what he did for us. And then we get to be in right relationship with God because of Jesus' sacrifice, right? And that's how we're looking at righteousness. Now, these are not the only definitions. There's a lot more you could get out of these scriptures. I'm, this, these are the lenses that we're using for this series, okay? Okay. And the tagline for righteousness was, yes, God can make something out of nothing, okay? Then we talked about peace last week, and we talked about peace from the perspective of being in right standing with ourselves, right, being at peace with ourselves. And when we're at peace with ourselves, we can show up. Remember, we talked about showing up, doing the hard work of being at peace so that we can show up for the people in our lives and so we can show up for our community, right? And then today, what I want to talk about is joy. And I want to talk about joy from the perspective of being in right standing with each other. Joy, as I was researching it and looking at it, I don't know about you guys, but... Joy always been kind of confusing for me. Maybe I'm just dense. But whenever you ask people what joy is, they tell you what it's not. Well, it's not happiness, right? Because happiness is based on what happens. Happiness is about your circumstances. Joy is something deeper that isn't based on circumstances. But what is it? Well, it's not happiness. It's not it. You know, joy is deeper than an emotion, but it has an emotional component. And so joy has always been a little confusing for me. And joy is one of the fruit, fruits of the spirit, but if it's not happiness, what is it, right? And the tagline that I want to use today is everyone gets a place at the campfire. So how many of you love campfires? I mean, we're in Colorado. We should have some campers here. I want you to think about some good memories you have around a campfire. What is it about the campfire that you didn't you enjoyed? Marshmallows. Yes, marshmallows. Thank you. What else? Do you guys telling stories? Singing? How many of you sang around a campfire? Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Ha. Right? Sometimes you tell ghost stories, right? How many of you were firebugs? and like to like stick your long stick in the fire, catch it on fire, get it real hot, and then you turn around towards the darkness and you write, you can write fire letters. Am I the only one who did that? No, okay, I was a firebug. I'll admit it. So we're gonna talk about joy from the perspective of everyone gets a place at the campfire. When you're camping, do you exclude people from the campfire? Everyone's welcome, right? You light the fire, people are drawn, they just come. You come, you're drawn, kind of like a moth, right? You want to be close to the fire, especially if it's a little chilly. At night in the mountains, it gets a little cold. And we, you know, it's nice to just kind of sit by the fire. You can toast your buns. You know, make sure you turn a few times so you get toasted evenly all the way around. So in the Greek, the word for joy is kara. And I know I'm not saying it right, but it's close. Joy is, and, and this is from the theological word book, their definition joy is the sense or state of gladness or elation that people experience through their relationship with God and through good things in their life. So I want to talk about joy more from a point of connection. And when you read about joy in the scriptures, if you use these lenses, it's going to be pretty amazing. The scriptures that pop out, every time you see the word joy, there's always a relational component involved in it. Always. And I hadn't seen that before. And I really think that as I'm reading through the scriptures and as I'm praying and asking God about this, joy is something you really can't have outside of connection with other people or other beings or there's a connection, there's a, re- a relational point to the definition of joy that you can't, you can't get away from. And there's quite a few of the scriptures. And when you read them from that perspective and you think of joy more as connection or relationship, the fullness of it, then it, it starts to kind of stand out. It's pretty cool. Um, when we are in unity and agreement, we can enjoy ourselves, each other, and life more fully. How many of you have ever gone to visit family or gone on vacation and you come back and people say to you, did you enjoy it? Right? And if you were able to really connect and you guys, en- you guys got along and laughed and did some something and so said, yeah, I had a great time, right? But what if you went and the people you were visiting were kind of in a bad place, and it was a little awkward, and you were really happy to come home. And then somebody says, did you enjoy it? What do you say? It was nice to see them. It was was good to see family again, (laughs) right? (laughs) But did you enjoy it? Not really. Why? Because you were missing that connection. Joy comes through connection. And this scripture is going to go on for a few slides. This is out of Hebrews, but I want you to look at this with those perspectives on, those glasses on, thinking of it this way. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and who is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy that was set before him. What does that mean? What was set before him when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying, God, not my will, but yours. He he prayed and wrestled until he was sweating drops of blood. I mean that's gotta be pretty intense. Right? I've never sweat blood, but i <laughs> you know, when I've researched a little bit, it sounds pretty intense. I don't think it's something I want to try. So what was the joy that was set before him? Connection with us. By going to the cross. By following through, not my will, but yours, God. I'll do what you want me to do. I'm in right relationship with you. He was struggling in the Garden of Gethsemane to be at peace within himself. There was a war raging in him to align his will to the Father's will. And guess what got him through? The joy that was set before him. And that joy was that once he completed the work on the cross, he would have connection with us forever I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this right the joy of being connected to us for eternity is what helped Jesus come to that place of peace where he could say to God not my will but yours I'll do what you're asking me to do I mean that's to me that's like crazy profound So here's another scripture. This is um, 2 John 12. And this is, um, this one's cool too. Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face. Why? So that our joy may be complete. Do you see the relational component there? What made him excited was to be face to face, to have that connection. That's what brings the joy, the connection. Let's see. This is going to be Colossians 1, 9 to 14. And this is Paul writing to the Colossians. giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So do you guys see in the scripture he's talking about what is the joy that he's talking about? It's the connection of being transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light where we all get to be together and connected with God and Jesus and Holy Spirit all the time. That's the joy. So let's talk a little bit about the campfire again. Okay, everyone gets a seat at the campfire. We are all equal before God. It's not about race, it's not about sex, it's not about age, it's not about education, it's not about bank account balance. We all get a seat at the campfire. To be in unity, we have to understand what season we're in. So, if you want joy here, if we want joy— let me tell you, what we were experiencing this morning, there was some happiness, but there was also a joy. And how, how many of you know that if you guys hadn't participated and been nuts with me this morning, it wouldn't have been very enjoyable. It would have been like, I mean, some of you were still cringing, but it would have been way worse <laughs> if I was the only one up here seeing if you would applaud for me, right? That would have been really weird. What brought the joy? The fact that we were connected, that we were in unity, even if it was something as crazy as the 80s. I mean, I got a lot of joy from uh, Joel shaving his facial hair. I thought that was pretty amazing, right? And Mohawk Man brought me major joy. But it's the connection. We were in agreement. We were in unity. We all decided to have fun together and to be amazing backup dancers, even though at first we were a little nervous, right? And then we took over and won the Academy Award for backup dancing, So we have to understand, when we're at the campfire, when we're all together in the body of Christ, seated around the campfire, there are different seasons. And if we don't know what season we're in, it's going to be hard for us to be in unity. So let's talk about the campfire. Sometimes there are people sitting around. Sometimes you get to be the person. Sometimes you're the new believer, or maybe you are... You'll have to help me, I haven't completely worked this analogy out in my head. Sometimes you get to be the person that gets to sit by the campfire and kick back, enjoy the heat of the fire, you get to roast the marshmallows, you are enjoying yourself. Sometimes you get to be that person in the body of Christ, right? You're the person and you get to enjoy it. Sometimes that's your season. Sometimes you're the marshmallow, Sometimes you're getting roasted, and it's a little uncomfortable because you're providing for other people's enjoyment. Sometimes you're the marshmallow. You're going to get eaten. You're going get toasted a few times. Maybe they're going to pull your skin off a little bit. And sometimes you're the sacrifice in the sense of being a marshmallow, okay? Sometimes you're the stick. Stick season is not always the funnest season. Why? Well, how many of you think much about the stick when you're roasting a marshmallow? You don't really think about it other than the fact you want to make sure it's not dirty and it's not pokey and you can it's long enough to not get burned, right? But once you're done roasting your marshmallows, what do you do with your stick? <laughs> you throw it in the fire. <laughs> okay, so when you are in a stick season, you are serving. You're the person serving, you're the person making sure that everybody else is able to enjoy what's going on. And you don't get much attention. I mean you get handled a lot, you get used. But you don't get a whole lot of accolades. You don't get a lot of attention. People are not like, oh, wow, check out that stick, right? (laughs) All right, then there's the fire. Sometimes you are the person that's being burned up, that's being the sacrifice. Sometimes you're the one getting used to create the fire so that everybody else, sometimes you're on fire. Sometimes it's a good thing, like, man, you are on fire for Jesus, and people are drawn, right? Sometimes you're the sacrifice. Sometimes you're the one making sure everybody is getting the heat and the light. You're getting burned up. God talks about being an acceptable sacrifice, right? Probably doesn't feel real great. I mean, it's kind of fun to put off all that light, but at the end, you're kind of used up. There's not much left, right? Sometimes you're the smoke. I mean, the Old Testament talks about when sacrifices were offered and the smoke would rise. What was it that God got from the sacrifice? It talks about him inhaling and smelling the smoke of the sacrifice. Right? Sometimes you are the sweet smell. Sometimes you're the thing that, like, keeps the bugs away. (laughs) Right? The smoke often keeps the mosquitoes and bugs away. Think about smoke, too. When you've been sitting around a campfire and you don't have a chance to shower or anything and you head home, and everything smells like campfire, right? Your hair, your clothes. That smoke permeates everything. So what you have to know is what season you're in because smoke is also considered um, intercession, right? So sometimes you're the smoke and you're the person praying and interceding for things to happen. And you're that smell going up to God, interceding for other people. So what season are you in? Is it your season to kick back and enjoy, sing songs, eat the marshmallows? We all have those seasons, right? That's, that's the enjoyable, comfy, cozy season. Are you the marshmallow? Are you providing so that other people can eat? Are you feeding the sheep are you giving are you teaching are you giving information what you know are you the marshmallow are you the stick are you the person who's serving and serving and serving and feeling like maybe you're not getting that much attention yet you're making everything possible are you the fire is it a season of evangelism are you bringing a lot of people to Christ are you burning are you passionate right is it a smoke season are you more hidden and not as noticeable, but yet you permeate everything with your prayers and your intercession. You got to know what season you're in because if you're the stick and you were wishing you were the marshmallow, you're going to be pretty annoyed every time, right? Or if you wish you were the person enjoying everything and you're actually the one being burned up for the sacrifice, right? If you don't know what season you're in, if you don't know where you're fitting at the moment you're going to be pretty miserable in the community of Christ. But the other thing that you need to remember is what happens with seasons. They change. So if you get used to being a stick and your season changes and suddenly now you're something else, if you're still trying to be a stick when you're supposed to be the person enjoying it, that's going to be a little awkward, right? You guys hear what I'm saying? Seasons change, and the fruit changes from season to season, right? We talk about fruit being in season. The same fruit isn't always in season. Joy is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You can only really get the connection. I can only connect with you guys on the level that I need to if we have the Holy Spirit Smoothing the way. How many of you know it's hard to get along with everybody all of the time? I mean, there's more than one church split to prove that, right? It's not easy. We disagree. We have our own opinions. But when we're hanging out with the Holy Spirit and we're able to get the fruit that we need, this is a supernatural thing. I mean, people are like, well, why can't people just get along? Because it's hard, You actually can't do it without Jesus. You actually can't do it without Holy Spirit. You really can't. Why is the world in the state it's in? Why can't we get along? Because we don't all have Jesus. We don't all have Holy Spirit. So if you really want to make a difference in the world, the first thing you should do is make sure that you're right with God, that you're at peace with yourself, and that you have joy, that you're able to connect with other people. That might mean working on spending time with the Holy Spirit and getting more patience, getting more love, getting more joy. It's not fun to hang out with people who aren't very loving, is it? And yet, when people aren't very fun and they're kind of nasty, that's probably when they need love the most. Like when we're wanting to avoid them the most, is probably when they need the most. But we cannot do this. It's not possible. It's, It's actually a miracle when we're all getting along. And when we can all put aside our differences and choose to love each other and choose to walk in joy and peace. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit. And we are going to have issues and we are going to have problems and we are we're going to get frustrated with each other. Why? Because I'm going to think it's a smoke season and that we should all be praying and we should all be interceding. And you might be in a stick season. we got to get this done. we got to get things done. I'm like, no, we need to be praying about it. And you're like, no, we just got to get out there and do it. And then you have the guy who's in the fire season who's burning for evangelism. He's like, no, man, we are not out there in the community getting people saved. You're like, yeah, but i got to pray about it. Do you see how you can get, if you don't understand what season you're in and you don't have grace for people for what season they're in, you're going to get frustrated. And so when you feel that frustration, realize that the person you're frustrated at is probably in a different season than you're in. And that's when you go to God and you go, God help me because I'm really struggling here. And God can give you his heart for that person. And then you don't need to control everything. The other reason we get upset with people is because we don't feel like they're meeting our needs. And sometimes we don't even know we're expecting that. But usually when people get into it with each other, it's because there's some unspoken need not being met. And when we don't get our needs met, man, we get super controlling, either actively or passively, right? So we have to recognize what season we're in, and we have to be okay. We have to come to that place of peace where we wrestle with God and we hang out with Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I need that fruit. I need that fruit of peace so that I can be okay with the season you've got me in right now. And if you're in a season where you're the person who's sitting around the campfire, but you want to be the one giving the word or you want to be the one up on stage burning with worship and it's not your season yet, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to get mad. Well, they just don't see my gifting. They just won't let me get up there. It's time for me to have the mic. Right? God will make room for you. Your gift will make room for you. It's got to be the right season. And there's nothing wrong with having that conversation with your leadership as long as you're not being a jerk about it. Right? Right? We have to work really hard to maintain unity. But what is it that gets us through that hard work? What got Jesus through the hard work of staying in unity with the Father's will? The joy set before him. What is the joy set before us? Connection with the Father, with Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit, but also connection with each other. I don't know about you guys, but when this thing is working and when it's firing on all cylinders and doesn't happen, it's almost like magic, you know, right? Like when it's working. How many of you, I love it, it's fun, there's no place I'd rather be when it's working. You're, you enjoy it, the kids are having fun, you're having fun, there's usually amazing potlucks with lots of good food, which I like, all kinds of crazy desserts, right? That's fun. I mean, some of my favorite memories are uh, church talent shows. We, by the way, I need to, we need to have one of those. I think we'd enjoy having a church talent show. We'll get that on. Right? But you can have fun with people in church in a way that you can't have fun with other people because you're connected on a different level. But when it goes south, it, it's actually worse because you've connected on a, such a deep level that when it doesn't go well, it's incredibly painful. Right? So we have to work hard. And how do we strive to enter into rest? We do it by hanging out with the Holy Spirit. And if you're used to having the fruit of peace, right? Peace is in season, and you're good with yourself, I'm good with me, I'm good with me. I can have home church, I can be at home by myself, hanging out. When the season changes and it's a joy season, if you don't have a body, to connect with and be with during that season, it's going to be hard on you because peace isn't in season. Joy is, using the fruit analogy. Are you guys following with me here? So remember, joy, everyone gets a seat at the campfire. No matter your age, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't stop working for you when you pass 50, thank God, right? <laughs> I mean, just remember, in God, we're ageless. We really are. You know, and when you get that feeling like, I just haven't got there yet. I haven't done what I'm supposed to do. You know, I have this thing I'm supposed to do. We have eternity. We got to stop thinking that this is all we have. There's something beyond this. You know, there's times I'm like, God, you know, I miss worship. I miss being able to be there and to do that worship. And God said to me, Sheila, you're going to have all eternity to worship. Do you think we're not going to worship in heaven? It's not like you're missing out. You get the rest of eternity. And if you want to, you worship your heart out, you know? I mean, this isn't all we get. But sometimes we behave as if it is, and then we get all riled up, and then we get out of joint with each other, and we get out of joint with, you know? So if you want righteousness, you got to be right with God. If you want peace, you have to do that hard work to be okay with yourself and with your, in your connection with God. If you want joy, we've got to figure this out. And we're doing it. We're doing it, but none of us are perfect, and we're figuring it out as we go. I mean, there's one of the scriptures about joy that says, hey, um, it says, you know, don't give your leaders a hard time. Let them do their job with joy, not with grumbling. Interesting scripture. Why would they do it with joy? Well, if we can maintain our connection through conflict, then it's still a joy to lead. When we break that connection and we're not getting it, it's not a joy anymore. It's yucky. And then I'd rather stay home and be in my pajamas eating Fruit Loops watching the internet, right? So just as you're reading through the scriptures and the word joy pops up, if you would just use this lens of seeing where is the connection. Joy is like a key word for connection. So when you see the word joy, just think of it. As you're reading scripture... We get so religious and we're so used to seeing these words that we forget they're actually real and they have meaning. So joy is like a treasure hunt. When you see the word joy, look at the scriptures around it. Figure out what connection is God talking about, okay? And I do have to admit I'm kind of sad. I've really enjoyed these three weeks. It's been fun. And I wanted to tell you guys thank you because it would not be fun without you. Thanks. You guys are what made it fun. You went on the crazy ride with me. You said, OK, Sheila we will go. This is weird, but hey, we're in. Right? You guys made it a joy. And when you guys are connecting, and I'm up here speaking, you pull stuff out of me that I didn't even know was in there. Holy Spirit comes and goes, ooh, say this, or say that, because this person needs this. You guys pull things out of me. It's, it's, this is strange, you know? I'm still getting used to it. Just feel Holy Spirit. I don't know if you guys can feel that. I'm feeling Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would give us more joy. The fun, the connection. And guys, God never gives words like this without it being tested. So that means in the next few weeks, few months, or maybe it's already happening, there are going to be some situations that are going kind to of come up where your ability to hang on to joy is going to be tested, where your ability to hang on to peace is going to be tested, where your ability to hang on to that righteousness is going to be tested. Holy Spirit, thank you for peace. Thank you for joy. Thank you for the fruit, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control, all of those things that you give us and that just grow naturally from hanging out with you. We don't have to try. All we have to do is be with you, which sometimes is hard. I pray that starting today and over the next few weeks that you would just come, Holy Spirit, like we're all sitting around the campfire, and I pray that you give us some ghost stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Stories about you, about how you invaded our lives and made a difference. How you brought those fruits into us, and they grew. And things that we didn't have patience for, for suddenly we able to be patient because of you. Things that we weren't able to get along before, and now we can. We can't do this thing without you. Help us to join into what you're doing. Help us, God. I pray for every person here that you would help them understand what season they're in. And that they would learn to be at peace with that season. That they could come to you and give you all of whatever it is that's going on inside. That's keeping them from being at peace with their season. That you would do the work that needs to be done. And that as we hang out with you, as we get the righteousness, the peace, and joy right, those three legs of that stool will hold the power of the kingdom of God that needs to come. Because our world needs the kingdom of God. We want to see more healing. We want to see people saved. We want to see the government set right. God, we want your ways to come that judges would be just, that laws would be just, that the things that are out of place would be set into place. But we can't do that without the base that holds the kingdom of God steady here on earth, and that's righteousness, peace, and joy. So I pray that you would change us, that you would move on us, that we would spend more time with you, hanging out, hearing you, listening to you while we're vacuuming, while we're paying the bills, while we're folding laundry, while we're doing our jobs, while we're driving in the car, that we keep that channel open. And I love the verse in the song that said, you're the same age to age. From generation to generation, through the 80s, the 90s all of these generations, and that someday when we're not here, our kids will carry this on. Thank you that we have all eternity. God, help us to get it right so we can bring more people with us. Touch every person here, Holy Spirit. If somebody here hasn't felt the presence or the touch of the Holy Spirit, feel free to come up and we'll pray for you because you can't do this without Holy Spirit. Just open your heart, open your hands, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. If you would like to find out more about who we are, you can find that at ctfbolder.com. If you haven't already, please make sure to follow us on all of our other social media platforms. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Spotify. We post different content on each platform, and we want you guys to stay as updated as possible. We have so much love for you guys. God bless.